This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. That is a summer song. Mm. If you played that, I reckon, in the middle of a rainstorm in winter, it would clear the sky and blue and the sun would come out. I think it would make the spa list. Oh, I think it would make the, <laughs> the spa list for sure. Stu's spa list. <laughs> okay, what? This is music I listen to when I'm in the spa. That is the marker quality if it goes to the spa list. Oh, it's okay. an eclectic experience. I'm keen to hear this palace. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Possibly you know. In the future, you can tune in as we'll do the spa-less show. Yeah. <laughs> Will you have the sound of like a spa in the background? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dedicated to Laura May. Usually when we mention the Starless, people go, oh, that's cool. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> people don't openly say they want to listen to it. Yeah. I was looking across at you and you had a wicked big smile on your face and then I had a wicked big smile on my face because that is a great song, right? <laughs> How good is that? Does it right? make you want to drink? Like? Well, yeah, and I can see people rocking along to that yeah. and, and singing that chorus. Yeah, yeah. 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 I kind of imagine it kind of like wagon wheel where they're just like, right, We didn't warn you we've got a ban on Wagon Wagon Wheel (laughs) inside the show. It will no longer be going to air. Thank you very much for coming. (laughs) And you know what I'm going to say, Cole? I I do, but you say anyway. It's going to make the spellers. Anyway, on with the show. On with the show. Expanding Horizons. Cool. Good afternoon and welcome to Expanding Horizons on Plains FM 96.9. You're with Stu and Cole and it is the chaos at the start of the show. It's all going on, all going on, Stu. It's busy, it's windy out there, it's windy in here, it's sunny out there, it's sunny in here. And it's so, so much going on, Cole, I forgot to turn my own microphone on. Yeah, that's right. Hey, it's great to see you. It's good. Because on the line we've got Sally Stockwell, haven't we? She's phoned in. We have, so we might as well go straight to you, right? Yeah, do it, do it. How you going there, Sally? Very well, thank you. Yeah, excellent. Thanks for calling in. I don't, I've got the phone in my hand, right, the actual handpiece. I'm not going to put it down until I can be confident you're not going to disappear again. <laughs> anyway, we're just Sally, we're just going to do a little bit of a, um, uh, like a count back on what we did last week and then we'll get on to you so everyone will be keen sure. and excited. Now they know that Sally Stockwell is going to be on our show. People have been talking to us about it all week, so it's really good. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah. So last week, Sally, you would not have known this, and the listeners would have been um, fervently listening to Stu, who did a show on his own last week. His spa list. So um, Stu has a list of songs that um, it's, a, it's about 130 long, and you can look it up on Spotify. Although I suggest you don't. But um, anyway, and um, he ran a show all on his own last week. So because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big boy now, Colin. He's a big boy now. That's right. So it's a song. I think there's a song called that now. Oh, Honey, I'm no, a big boy. And actually, the Sparless Cole is about 200 songs long. But oh, I, is it? But I only played 11 last week. 
Clipper. Oh, Clipper, yeah. my favourite. And if people want to, li- <laughs> if people want to listen to those eleven songs, yeah. then they can go to planesfm.org.nz and um, look up Expanding Horizons, and that show will be there, and there'll be a host of other shows. Yep. And then next week. This show will be there, yeah, what you're you can, making right now. And you can go to Apple Podcasts as well. You can also go to Spotify, or although the spa list seems to have disappeared from yeah, there. That's but right. You can see the, the complete spa list on there. Yeah, yeah, 100%. so it's all going on. Anyway, yep. we have, uh, we have so- um, Sally Stockwell on our show today. Yeah. So, Sally, it's great. As I said again, it's great to have you on our show. Thanks for calling in. And... Um, We've got a whole. You've got a whole heaps of things I've talked about to talk about, haven't you? Because you've got this amazing one-person show coming up, and you're coming in, coming into um, Christchurch for it, aren't you? Again. That's right. I um, I fly in on the coming this coming Thursday, and we open the show at Liverpool Arts Factory on Friday the next day, and we just kind of flash in the pan. We're there for three days, four shows over three days over Labor Weekend. And um, there's a matinee in there as well. So um, we're hoping to catch the interest of anyone who's sticking around town for the weekend. Yeah, it feels sure. like a little bit of entertainment, live entertainment. Well, after this, after this um, show with you on our show, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people who'll be going, <laughs> yeah, I'll be having a bit of that, <laughs> listening in. So I'm just, look, we're going to play a track and then um, we're going to come back and we're going to um, interview, interview you. So this... Sally, we have a fan out there, and Hannah always sends in a track, and so I'm just going to play this. Hannah's latest music obsession, and it's coming up right now on Expanding Horizons 96.9. All right, and this week's Hannah's track is Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan. So there we go. So here we are. Yeah, we'll see how great it is. (laughs) Anyway, this is Hannah's latest music obsession, and you're on Expanding Horizons on Plains FM. It's coming.
your eyes from bulb light Your voice only trembles when you try to speak Take me back to us dancing this wood used to creep Hello, expanding horizons, Plants FM 96.9. Right, we are expanding horizons, and you are listening on a Saturday afternoon to Stu and Cole. And on the line, we have Sally Stockwell. Yeah, and, and, that, and hopefully, we're a bit more in control now. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. There were things going off everywhere. And that was something in the orange by Zach Bryan. Including emergency alerts here in Canterbury, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's all going on today, all, all going, going on. on. Anyway, yeah. here we go. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, friends and Romans, countrymen. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, punks and skins and journeymen. Hey, yeah, hey, yeah, my sisters and my brethren, the time is coming near. Now, I was going to say, Stu, there will be no shortage of things to talk about because today we've got so much to talk about because we <laughs> yeah. have Sally Stockwell yeah. on the line. So, hello, <laughs> Sally, again. And, hello, hello. So, uh, that was my, you know, kind of really obvious, yeah. clumsy segue into <laughs> the interview. Who is uh, an actor, musician, teacher? Parent. Parent. Everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be easier just to write, Sally, the things you don't do, I reckon. TV and film. Can you juggle? <laughs> Can you juggle? Stage. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Um, I don't teach math. Uh, that's not a forte <laughs> of mine. And I, I don't like putting the rubbish out. Uh, that's my <laughs> job. And there's probably quite a lot that I don't do. But um, That's sounding a bit like a confessional, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So um, you are coming back to the South Island because you've been you've brought the show here before. Is that correct? This is the second second time you're coming down. That's right. I, I brought it um, actually this year just for a, a one performance only in the Otatahi Tiny Performance Festival, otherwise known as the Tiny Fest. Right. That's on in February, and it's it's. Um, run by Julia Harvey, who's the director of my show, and um, it's her sort of um, creative baby, and basically it's a three-day festival of mostly dance um, and very edgy sort of creative um, original work by uh, all kinds of dancers throughout New Zealand, sometimes Australasia. And um, my show, because it kind of... um, Tips into movement and, um, you know, these days 
theatre tends to can have a lot of um, movement, a lot of live music in it as well, which is what my show has. So, so it's it's kind of good because it's a cross section of modes, if you like, of different ways of performing, and I I can kind of fit into the dance box almost. So that's <laughs> how I made it into that that okay. festival. So you do have yeah. a. Do you have a background in dance? Um, because I when just, I watched your... I, sorry to interrupt you. I was yeah, just going to say, no. when I watched the kind of YouTube, there's about a 50-second 50, 50 clip on there, and there seems to be some dance, you know, some... It's a bit, like you are just saying, it's a bit of everything, isn't it? So I wondered if you do have a dance background. Yeah, I guess... Yeah, I do. I do have dance background. I started dancing when I was... Um, uh, 10, and I carried on studying, you know, just after school, as you do, um, until I was 20, 21, I think. And then when I went to New Zealand Drama School, Tuifakari, when I was 22, um, I sort of relearned how to move um, because that was being the choreographic teachers there, uh, they, they, they train you in movement, and so you have to kind of undo habits that you might have picked up that might be very traditional, like ballet, for example. But I didn't actually study ballet. I studied jazz dance, which has components of ballet in it. And um, I really loved the movement aspect of um, drama school as well. Uh, And I've always uh, followed something called physical theatre. I went and studied physical theatre and voice in Paris uh, uh, in 2000. Not the Sabon, right? Pardon me? Not the Sabon. Is that what it's called? The Sabon, no. No, I actually don't know. Stu's shaking his... I don't mean either. I think (laughs) I just... I I think it's a mash-up of rubbish that I heard when I was younger. I'm making stuff up, Sally. Carry on. (laughs) Just ignore me and carry on with your story. Are you Googling? Are you Googling? Not at all. Not at all. No. The Sorbonne. I'm sure that was a finishing school for young ladies way back in the day in Paris. Oh, finishing school. God, no, this was not anything near a finishing school. Um, I'm not Googling. Stu's the one with the phone in his hand. Just saying. No, so that that was where I um, studied physical theatre, which which, um, I was also in in Paris at this which is called um, Pan Theatre, they they throw actors and dancers together. They don't delineate um, actors and dancers, really. It's just open to all performers and singers as well. So you tend to be working and learning alongside and creating with people who have um, those mixed talents and skills. And so I think I've always had a, a mental approach to performance as being wide open, and I've really um, thought ways, especially in the last 10 years, how to integrate the things I love doing, which are, are actually moving and dancing, um, and and live music and the music that I write, and the acting that I do, if we, if we call it doing, um, this, those skills and interweaving them. So it's kind of meant that I've arrived at a show that... Um, I, w- I would I would say like no other show, um, the, and and in a way there's only one person who can do it, which is me, with the way I do it because mm-hmm. it's because it's a it's a culmination of or a, a conglomeration of all the things that I can do, I suppose. Yeah. And I was going to say, it, from my understanding, from what I've read about it as well, Sally, it, it, it seems it's your. It, it's your story, isn't it? It's your experiences as well that you're putting out there. So no one can take those experiences that you've lived. Am I am I right in in, in yeah. that? Yeah, yep, definitely. There's, there's sort of a 
there's a there's a second answer to that in that I premised the show at the beginning by saying this is a mashup of memoir, fact, fiction, truth, and lies, and right, it's memory okay. and and it's memories, fantasies, hopes, dreams, and doubts. So I'm very much drawing from my personal experience, and I tell stories from my career. Um, you know, in a, in a very kind of straightforward, um, more traditional sense of, of performance. There are, there are bits in the show where I'm doing that. And then um, there are other ways, moments that segue into more poetical, visual um, or dance-like moments or ones where I'm singing a live song to pre-recorded music or moments where I'm singing a song that I'm creating live with my looper on stage. So it's, there's a whole lot of elements that are going on at the same time. But um, in, as, I, as I said, the second sort of part to that answer is I spent some, I spent quite a lot of time talking to uh, talking to mothers, other mothers, because I was interested to know if my the things I was feeling and the things I wanted to see represented or even kind of spoken about were being felt by other women. And so I um, I conducted um, interviews. And recorded all those interviews, and I, I actually at the time I was thinking oh, I'd really like to use these women's voices and somehow work them into my show. Um, but in the end, it seemed most appropriate and best for the show's purposes while we were creating to just come back to my voice and my experience. So I kind of feel like I've got a lot of the bedrock of um, his, uh, also historical information about women in society and civilizational years. I've been inspired by that, as well as many conversations I've had in mothers' groups over the years looking after small kids and then the direct um, interviews that I, I held with, 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 with a group of women from different cultural backgrounds as well. So I think I got to the point where I just sort of realized um, there's this idea that the more personal you get, the more potent you can become with your universe the universality you can reach more people if you actually get real about your own life right. um so i guess i've taken that we've we've taken that approach <laughs> i was going to ask you sally you know because you're talking about the being very personal and you know with all those interviews with the mothers and i was wondering if at any point you know during your performance you're looking out in or you get time or you notice the people in the audience and they're like yeah this is you can see on their face that like that's just hit the spot Absolutely. right with them yeah you know? i I mean, the the show is 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 got a lot of comedy in it, and so first of all, I hear people laughing, and so that's recognition of like, yes, they <laughs> they experience this too, and yeah. then and and then um, I see a lot of nodding, yeah, yeah. I see a lot of women, but particularly women nodding. But I've had some really great guys on the show and reviewers who are men who have. Um, really identified or just loved the show too so um oh yeah i'm not i'm not suggesting anyway it's just for the just for, no, the, for no. the mothers but yeah because I, I, I was going to say to you sally um when you were talking about that you know them and the, and the people nodding i often think you know when i'm watching um like i watch a, a lot of mickey flanagan right the comedian i don't know if you know him but anyway um and then they sh they show the audience he's talking about a bit and like There'll be there'll be couples looking at each other, nodding, going, "Yeah, that's you," <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I, 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 like, there's something really powerful, Sally, in this, in that you can, you as a performer on stage, can create this piece of art that someone that you've never met can have such an emotional attachment, and that you are just obviously telling their story through your work as well, aren't you? 
Well, I feel I feel like I've done a good done my job, and I've had purpose when I do do when I get recognition, and when not when I receive recognition, but yeah, when when it's a two way um, acknowledgement, then then you know there's some communication that's making that's hitting the mark. So yeah, that's exactly what I'm I'm aiming for is is and have hoped for is is there to be recognition and in a way that. Um, validating um, women in motherhood and um, particularly after the show is when uh, I, I've had a lot of women come up to me and be uh, I find it hard to put words together yeah. so um, and, and quite high emotion that, because there are some triggering um, less than pleasant scenes that you know realistically hold the for me the reality of, or, or the um, the broad experience of being a mother, because it's never just one thing. It's many things at the same time that are often contradictory, things that we push down because societally it's not good to speak about them or acknowledge them, or we don't feel okay about that, or we feel like a bad parent for even having those feelings. But at the same time, there's an incredible amount of love um, that, that, that we always have, and and guilt as well, um, as well as the, the ludicrousness of some of the expectations that we put mm-hmm. on ourselves or society asks of us that we're juggling. So there's, there's I'm, I'm touching on lots of different things, so it does stir up a lot of emotions. But um, that's, I think, why the, the comedy is really important, because you need to be able to laugh your way you through a lot You need to be able to break it, don't you? Break, yeah. break it up. Hey, look, um, yeah. you've been talking for a I'm going to get you to have a little tiny rest for a minute. Yeah, and Because sure. um, I've got a few things to ask you when about some things that you mentioned just previously. But I wanted to play... So we've got a kind of mash-up track of um, things from your, from your show. And so I'm going to play that. I'm going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more. How's that sound nice. to you? All right, so okay. have a rest, have a drink of water, and um, we're going to play the mashup track. This is Sally Stockwell from the One Person Show. All right, here we go. In this crucible, I have no choice but to meet my shadow. Everything that parents 
It's all going on. It's all going on. That was um, that was a mashup track, wasn't it, from Sally Stockwell? Yeah, it's cool. I was going to say new performance piece, but it's not because it's mm. been here before. But um, Sally is bringing it back um, to the Littleton Arts Factory from the twenty to the twenty second of October. Tickets are they on sale yet, Sally? Yes, they are. But you can get them through um, the Littleton Arts Factory, which is LAF L A F nz I think. Um, I can look that up, but uh, yeah, they're all there. If you just go by, that's where you go to get them online. I'm just doing on my at my laptop right now. Would it be um, um, on your web on your website uh, as well? It's not actually on my website. No. I'm sorry, but I do have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, and it's plastered all over those oh, right, um, with okay. with all my posts of buy tickets now. Here's the link. Um, but I could pop one on my website actually today. Uh, yeah, I could do that. Yeah. I was going to ask you, Sally, um, just while, while you know, I, I've been mentioning that I've been looking at the 50-second, um, you know, kind of clips of, of your stage show. And, you know, if anyone gets an opportunity to see it, they're going to be um, s- severely enticed to go and see the full thing because it looks amazing. But I, one thing that struck me, I mean, you're not just standing there as a stand-up comedian or a stand-up narrator are you it's quite a physical show there's lots of movement there's one bit where you're sitting on a big box and you know another bit where you're in the um in your kind of showgirl outfit and i was wondering is there any kind of you have to be fit to do that right if you you get yourself (laughs) enough into the gym or what 
Um, I, I wish I could say I go to the gym, but for some reason I have a real aversion to them. I think I spent too much time in my 20s there. Right. And I've got my own, I yeah, I definitely get fit. I do Pilates and right. I've always done yoga and I walk these days just because of my age. <laughs> I, can't, I can't jog anymore. My knees don't, don't like it. But um, yeah, I do have to, um, I have to get vocally fit and I have to get physically fit right. because it's... Um, it's quite a thing, singing and moving together at the same time. And what often, what happens in the show is I go from one song, which where I might be moving around the stage in between, so I start to get a little bit out of breath and I have to, you know, complete the song and perform the song. And so you have to have a real kind of core strength and mm. and um, learn to kind of just uh, not get all um, pan- panty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and... And then I go into a second song straight after that, which I was like, why do we do that? Why yeah. did we make me do that? But um, <laughs> I, I get through it, and um, I think it's, it's it's this interesting thing about tension and release. You, you know, when you're creating a show, this song is this this show is not. Um, it doesn't really have a plot, which I, might sound a bit odd, but because of the nature of the sh- of it being a mashup, it works best to think of it like having a spine through um, the spine is held by a, a nine songs and then inserted in between that are vignettes and, and acting moments or visual moments or storytelling moments um, yeah and so um, it's, it's not particularly linear in that way but yeah it's, um, it, it's all about tension and release so, Sorry, sorry, Sally. I just wanted to ask you. Um, so, your instrument, obviously, you know, your musical instrument is your voice, right? Well, I mean, every time I've seen you, you know, perform kind of on the on YouTube and all that, it's it's you, your and your voice. But uh, you did mention way back at the start of the show that you use a loop pedal. So I wondered how you, um, how did you get into using a loop pedal? And did you teach yourself, or did someone else teach you, or? Um, I taught myself. I found it really hard to find people to learn from. Even though YouTube is littered with people, I actually have to be, to be fair. I've used YouTube a lot, and that's a great learning um, and a learning platform. I think. Um, so I got. I started out with buying just a little guitar looper, which is like a two pedal with a switch on it. And then I realised, oh, this isn't really working for me because I'm not a guitarist and. So I found what's called a Boss um, at the time. What was the model? A bo- uh, basically, the model was a, um, the brand is a Boss, but it's like a DJ loop. And so it, you can operate it with your hands instead of click, clicking on a loop with your feet that most people might know about. And so that that then offered more um, options for me to kind of stand and perform. Um, and now I've graduated to... Uh, from a three, a two, uh, I think my next one after that was a two or three track, and now the one that I've got now is a five track. So that basically means the way I like to think of it is that I have five opportunities to let to 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 start a fresh idea yeah. on the looper, and then I can build on each one of those. Um, towers of sound, I like to think of them. Yeah, that is a great. How good is that phrase? <laughs> hey, that is awesome. That's the right? only way I can figure it out in my head. So yeah. yeah, and and the other thing is, 
I, because I compose my songs on my keyboard, essentially keyboard and voice, I was finding that, so just to answer your question, how did I get into it? I was, I was in a, doing band work, you know, singing and writing music in band. And um, I didn't have great knowledge of chords and how to how to write songs, but I knew that I wanted to get better. <clears throat> I'd done four years of piano when I was a, a child, and I wish I'd carried on like anything. I wish I'd carried on, but so I, I went back, pulled out my um, a key, bought a bought a bought a really cheap um, keyboard, and started um, learning about chords. And I was surrounded by. Um, people going through jazz school either in Christchurch or Wellington I've lived in both those cities and um, my both my brothers are musicians as well so I lived in a and my mum plays the piano so I lived in a very musical house and I guess I went bounced from four years of piano into dance and then when I came back to wanting to write music I I realized I had to le- do some learning so I started picking the brains of all my jazz friends and I got lessons here and there from each of them or, and, and wrote notes and started learning about um, chord structures and um, and songwriting and I, I started writing from from there and then after I had quite a few years of having a band um, when I would perform live I'd have a whole band and um, realised that it was so... It's pretty hard getting getting th- that many people together in a room consistently. And I realised that ugh, I just wanted to become more independent. And so the only solution I could see was this break-looping idea to start um, utilising this ability to, um, to loop sounds. Um, and because I was, I'm essentially a vocalist, I, I was really interested in creating vocal loops and seeing how much I could create ambient sound through voice. Mm-hmm. So some of my music is quite stripped back and I just rely on vocal harmonies and, and layering for vocals. And um, yeah, with my sound person, my sound designer, Chris Marshall, he's, he's amazing. He's uh, an ex-jazz student and a, and a professional musician as well as he works in theatre designing sound. Um, he came on board um, the show and so together we created... Um, we created... And he's, he's really good at um, writing music and, and software programs and things, which I can do too, um, but I, 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 it's, I find it best to work with people who are way better at me that fill the holes that I can't do. Um, and so he was able to help me write music that write my songs as in record them and record pre-recorded tracks that then we import into my looper at times so sometimes i'm supported by pre-recorded music and i and i loop my voice on top of that live and sometimes i will just uh use the pre-recorded sound that the sound person in the theater is playing through the sound desk so so the idea is that I, I had a vision for the show that I, I wanted the audience not to know where the sound is coming from at all times and how it's created. So sometimes it's coming from me speaking into a microphone live. Sometimes it's my voice layered live through my looper. Sometimes it's a pre-recorded song that I'm triggering from my looper. And sometimes it's the sound person playing a pre-recorded track. And so it, 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 it is achieved because I had a friend saying to me, wow, I, I just love the way I didn't know how the sound was being made. 
and the show. You know what, Sally, you've just covered about three of my questions in in that, so that's excellent. I was going to ask you how you got into music, how how do you write your music. It's all all going on. (laughs) But but, um, I was going to ask you, while you were were mentioning all those things, um, could you you were talking about creating that kind of um, vocal landscape, weren't you? Like, a, and and I was thinking to myself, are there any, in your past, in your present, uh, um, vocalists that you think, yeah, that I'd like to emulate that, or I like the way that sounds, or I could use that part, or. Is there anyone oh that... Oh, my God. That's such oh. a massive question because yeah, oh, I'm sorry. such... No, no, no. It's a great question, but I am such a lush. Like, I just fall in love with vocalists right. all the time. Um, I mean, I always come back to Joni Mitchell being the most incredible poet, songwriter, and vocalist around. But I'm so inspired by... Um, oh, my God. Like, um, Angie Stone or Stevie Wonder or David Bowie or... Um, um, God, I can't even think. Of, Sorry, I didn't I mean, mean I to put you on the spot there. I just, no, no, yeah. that, no, 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 that's great. And like Bjork is incredible. Oh. Like she's a really interesting artist. Who the way she uses her voice is, yeah. she's a, she, 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 she's a, she paints her voice, and she's like it's like watching a painter using their voice. Yeah. Um, whereas somebody who's like an incredible soul singer, it's got their own merits that are just jaw dropping as well. So. The interesting thing I think about the vo- vocal study that I did, um, it, it, it was created by um, a performer called Roy Hart. And he worked with a psychologist who worked with soldiers um, who recover recovering from World War II. And um, when they were exploring the sounds that these soldiers made through pain and grief, this transferred, this information transferred between a psychologist and Roy Hart to, and really inspired him to develop a philosophy and what we call a pedagogy of voice work that opens up the voice to way more expressiveness than we might normally think the voice can do. So um, they tried to, and, and he had like a, something like a an octave range which in his voice which you can't even think is possible but um, the way you, you taught uh, I was taught in this Roy Hart um, voice work is to think of the voice as like an umbrella of um, sound like from speaking through to singing there's not necessarily a distinction and there are qualities of voice that can have bra- um, breaks and cracks in them and then mercurially just move into into a completely different sound that follows the impulse of the human um, internal self. So it's 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 a it's a really deep kind of challenging vocal um, uh, form that um, opens the voice up to to sounds that uh, are really out there. It's called extend, ex, extended voice. Yeah extended voice work so when I listen to sometimes people like Bjork I, I think wow I love what she's doing there because to me it's a bit more on the wild side of mm-hmm. um, sounds that you don't necessarily hear and I think you know today you tend to get quite a lot of pop sounding voices that have yeah. been passed through sonic machines that make them tidier and tidier or, or manipulate them um, and so the live voice is always for me really exciting what people can do with it. Right. 
That is that was a wonderful answer to my question. I'm just going to say, and um, I've just got. I'm just going. We're going to play a track now because I'm going to give your voice a rest, Sally. Um, sure. But I've got a quote here from Katie Wolf, who said, "I never got to see Patty Smith, but I got to see Sally Sockwell." <laughs> so we're going to play some Patty Smith in um, in dedication to. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is great, right? So um, yeah. when we come back, we can talk a little bit more. So we're talking to Sally Stockwell about her show we've got so much to talk about which is coming to Christchurch's Little Arts Factory on the 20 to the 22nd of October and this is Because the Night by Patti Smith.
doing it live on Expanding Horizons. Plains FM. That's 96.9. right. 96.9. Yeah, let, let her finish, Cole. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Every Saturday we are live between three and four and you were just listening to Patti Smith and... That was that was with Bruce Springsteen mm. because the night, and we played that because Katie Wolf <laughs> said I never got to see Patty Smith, but I got to see Sally Stockwell, <laughs> and we got Sally Stockwell on the phone, so it's great. And I was just going to say to you, um, Sally, wow, right? Someone comes to see you, thinks in their head and their heart about Patty Smith, like that's pretty powerful, right? Yeah, that's a, I, I take that as a huge compliment because Patty Smith. I mean, you know, she's ines- she's inimitable. She's just like so super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's yeah, she's an amazing um, force, isn't she? You know, and um, Cole, I was just gonna say, wasn't there a Susie Sue comparison? As yeah, well? we didn't play we didn't play any Susie Sue, but there's definitely um, mm. someone wrote about um, wrote about you being in comparing you to Susie. Susie Yeah, Sue. I don't actually know Susie Sue very well. Susie Sue and Grimes as well. Yeah, so, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've had comparisons of, gosh, I've had Kate Bush and... Uh, hey, you know what? <laughs> I, was just, I don't want to be really obvious, but yeah. when, during the week I was thinking to myself, this is Kate Bush, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you, you reminded me. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, she, she, I mean, she's phenomenal in her own right. She's just another kind of m- m- mysterious wonder of the world. Yeah. Um, and Ricky Lee Jones as well. I, oh. I, I was very inspired by her in my early days. Um, and I think there's probably a timbre to her voice that I, I, I have something similar. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Right. Uh, Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say I've been so inspired by so many so many singers over the years. Yeah. It's hard to tell where, where one kind of influence um, ends and one begins. Ends, yeah. Now, I've got a question for you. Because Weightless, Weightless came out in 2015. Eight years is a long time, and I want to know, have you got something else in the pipe? Um, I do. Uh-huh. I, do I, I suspected <laughs> yeah. so, and I just wanted to <laughs> confirm. Yeah, it's been a while and uh, since the last album, 2015, and, and, and that's been because, because uh, well, partly because I've been a mother, but I've been um, <laughs> yeah. writing... I've been writing songs about motherhood, hence the show, but the album is going to be the the, the recording of these songs that are in the show, as well as some others that we couldn't fit into the show because, you know, there's too many. So, yeah, I've um, been in discussion with um, an amazing producer, musician called Eden Mulholland, who's actually from Christchurch as well as mm-hmm. me. We we grew up there. I didn't know him when I was growing up there. I know that um, name. I I know that name and I don't know why I know it. So, so Eden does a lot of... Um, he now lives in Brisbane, but he lived in Wellington. He actually trained as a dancer and he was in a band called Motorcade, I think it was. Right. That's the name. Um, he's an amazing composer and he has recently written the... Um, the music for part of the opening of the FIFA World Cup and Wow Wearable Arts. So he's, oh, he's right. worked a lot. He's worked a lot in theatre as well. Um, in a lot of fantastic theatre shows. Um, and his brother is Joel Mulholland, who's a producer here in Auckland as well, who owns a um, and runs a, um, a studio up here. So anyway, um, yeah. I'm talking with, uh, in discussions with Eden about how to get together and how to do this because he's over in Australia, but 
he's such a whiz, um, a wizard um, working with samples and sound that I'm more interested in seeing what he, what touch he can bring to my work. Right. Um, yeah. I was just going to say, we in the past we've spoken to people, especially this happened a lot, you know, during the lockdowns, is that um, they just kept producing or writing. And even though people were not only in different different suburbs, but they're in different countries or different cities and they would just be, you know, sending, sending um, digital files to each other or, you know, over Zoom and they were creating... So I guess it's nowadays it's become a little bit easier, you know, if you're in different parts of the world, right? Mm. I th- I do wonder, and I think that maybe that was one of the benefits, <laughs> dare I say, benefits or silver linings of the, the the horrible lockdowns was that we overcame perhaps some um, some uh, closed mindedness about what we what we can and can't do. In terms of collaborating through isolating, being isolated or being remote yeah. from each other, and it, yeah, you're right. There was some, some incredible work that was created internationally, and 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 people probably creating work that they may never have done if they hadn't been in lockdown because they didn't turn their creative mind to it. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, just before when you were talking about, um, you know, between you know 2015 and, and now, you know, that you didn't. Have, didn't get a chance, I guess, to, to do another album because you, you were a mother. And I was just going to say, one of the things, not only about um, the, the amazingness that, that you've written all this music, that you've created this one-person performance, and, and, and not only is it talking to, to other mothers and, and, and just to people in general about, you know, motherhood, is the fact that you were able to do all that while being a mother, you know? <laughs> because I'm just saying... <laughs> Every parent out there goes, geez, yeah. it's hard enough getting them to sport, getting them to bed, getting them to wash. But not only did yeah. you do all that, that you created this other masterpiece, right? So, like, that's an amazing... And so people can sit back and go, wow. You know, respect, right? Yeah, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, oh, I, I mean, I think I've always been quite driven, a driven person. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and I found those early years of motherhood quite challenging because I spent. I, I came to parent. I came to being a mother quite late. I, I had my first child. I think at thirty eight, uh, thirty eight, thirty seven, something like that. Um, so I spent, you know, a good part of my life um, finding my identity as an artist. And so I found it quite hard to set that aside. And in fact, I couldn't. And I realized that I was a better mother (laughs) if I took time for myself to even, like, when I say took time for myself, it wasn't like I just wafted off to my studio or my office space whenever I wanted to. I had to crowbar that space in. Um, And um, I was much happier and I felt much more invigorated when I I had some kind of creative direction as well as. Um, parenting. It's not that I don't mean to say that parenting is not creative. I think that that one can be a parent and and a, and a mother and have incredible purpose and creativity if that's the sole um, job that they do. Um, but for me personally, I I was um, I was just um, what's the word? I was um, restless and ir- irritated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if I wasn't creating. The kind of um, continuing the journey that are of my skills that I had worked so hard on. Yeah. Yeah. 
And that, that was quite hard to admit because I felt oh, it's frowned bad. upon, I right? Like a, yeah, I felt like a bad parent because yeah. I wanted something for myself. Yeah. Um, and I think once I just um, fessed up to that, um, and I realised that I was actually happier and I was more present with my children when that happened, um, it was better for everybody, you know? My, my husband was able to support me and... Um, yeah, I was able to get on with just a bit of focus of what I wanted to achieve, and I've I've slowly built on that. You know, it was never I wanted to make a show. It was more like I just feel like I need to write some, write a song, and 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 I write that into the show. Like, there's one song that I talk about. I have a line in the show where I recall memories, and I say, I remember when I I remember thinking I could never. I, I remember having all the time in the world to write a song, and then none at all. And then wondering if I could ever write another one again. Mm, yeah. And then I wrote this one and one fell swoop. And I sing the song. And it's the very first song that I sat down to when I finally created some space. And it sort of just tumbled out of me. Right. Almost all of it. Um, <laughs> but it's not like that. Fully formed. all the time with song. Yeah. yeah. Fully formed. Because hey, um, it's yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, Sally, we are almost out of time I'm afraid I don't which is know. crazy Ooh. which is crazy because you're going to go where did it all go yeah. <laughs> you know and I I, I didn't <laughs> oh, want to cut you no no it's perfectly <laughs> fine which is, I, is the idea of the show really yeah, it is, it is. I just wanted to go before before we um, cut you off I wanted to say we've got so much to talk about plays in Christchurch mm-hmm. at the Little Arts factory from the 20th to the 22nd of October and tickets are cheap Cole Tickets are cheap. So uh, $30 for adults plus there's a, there's a group oh, price. Can I, you, can I give you one more piece of information yeah. there? Yeah, yeah, do it. We, we, have, we have a special deal for mothers and you don't have to be in a group of mothers. It's, and I have a code. It's, it's just for mothers. And the code is the word, all one word, tell me about it, Sally. <laughs> tell me about it, Sally. And they're $20 tickets. So Ooh. all mothers get a discount. Wow, good on you. That's good. That's and, and Cole, you'll be pleased to know seniors are $20. <laughs> <laughs> He's making a jab at me about the age there. Did you see that one coming, Sally? I'm just saying. This is the kind of person he is. Just saying. I'm just saying. But it's cheap. And we also we always say, you know, people say there's nothing to do in North Tahi. Yeah. Get out. There's get out. It's a little Live theatre here. Littleton's a lovely Brilliant. place. Get over there and see Sally. Yeah. And, uh, Sally, um, we'll be waiting um, with anticipation for the new album, um, Tower of Sound, I believe. That could be yeah. a good title after you said that before. <laughs> and, and, Cole, the other thing is the celebrity factor on our show has just gone up hugely, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Thank <laughs> Sally, we really appreciate you giving up your um, Saturday afternoon. And, look, I know you've got family, you're busy, you'll be practising, getting ready, rehearsing and all those kinds of things, and we wish you the best yeah. of luck. With um, oh, with the show here in Christchurch yeah. and in um, December in Auckland, and I was just going to say, if you're back in town and you've got a Saturday afternoon free, and you think, oh, I'm desperate for something to do, <laughs> you can come in the show and come on, and we'd love to have you on again. Because oh, there's very lots much. more to talk about and great. lots more to play. We didn't even play any of your tracks, so we need to do mm. a whole show just on that. So <laughs> anyway, so, so Stu, it's mm. probably that time then, isn't it? Yeah, then we got up, got down, and got outside, and we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>